The following podcast is for informational purposes only, and the opinions expressed therein are not necessarily those of Canal Insurance Company. This information is not designed to replace, substitute, or supplement our client's independent obligation to comply with any laws or regulations. Listeners should complete their own independent research in creation and development of their company's risk management and safety programs. Welcome to episode 10 of the Hall & Notes podcast by Canal Insurance Company. I'm Paul Poplaski, and today I'm joined by Bob Peru, Senior Loss Control Specialist at Canal. This week, we're talking about winter driving. In this episode, we'll discuss 10 winter driving tips to help you stay safe on the roads this winter. Now let's get rolling. Good morning. I'm Paul Poplaski. I am the manager of the Risk Management Services Department here at Canal, and I'd like to introduce uh, Bob Carew, who's one of our senior loss control specialists at Canal. Uh, Bob has been in the industry probably for uh, close to 50 years, if not longer. He uh, started out as a driver, and you know we're gonna we're gonna touch on. Uh, Talking about winter driving, Bob. How, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Paul. How are you? Good. Good. Well, you know, winter driving is probably uh, the worst thing uh, that a truck driver can endure, and uh, I'll tell you why. Uh, you always uh, uh, run into problems, uh, whether it's the weather or whether it's your truck. Uh, those two things are going to uh, create a lot of problems. Uh, I drove back in the 70s and 80s uh, for two of the largest trucking companies in the nation today. One of them, I was a company driver. I drove uh, uh, almost a million miles for uh, uh, as a company driver, and I drove a million miles as an owner-operator for one of the largest owner-operator companies in the nation. And uh, between uh, those two companies, uh, uh, I did a lot of winter driving, obviously, and uh, drove up into Canada through uh, uh, Ontario and Montreal up around uh, uh, Highway 401 and 402. And as most of you probably know, uh, those are some of the most treacherous highways that you can run into up in Canada. But, uh, you know, the continental United States has got a lot of bad roads uh, to travel through in the wintertime. And I want to talk a little bit about what uh, uh, we need to do to be able to be prepared for this kind of driving. So uh, obviously when the temperature plunges uh, down to five degrees, even the most experienced uh, truck drivers can have a hard time managing icy roads. And let me tell you, it's no fun driving on icy roads. I got a, a little uh, uh, thing that I say when it's ice, no dice. So, you know, stay off the roads uh, when it's icy. And, and I know you can't always do that, but uh, that it's very important not to be on ice. By Im implementing preventive safety skills for driving in icy conditions, you can sail through the winter season without any major problems. And we're going to talk about 
about some of those things that uh, uh, we're, we're going to uh, have to do to get through the winter. Number one, getting your truck prepared for winter is very essential uh, to prevent any major problems. You got to check your tire pressure, your engine oil, antifreeze uh, levels before you hit the road. Uh, it's very important to put alcohol into your airlines to keep your airlines from freezing up. Uh, you should also have a mechanic uh, check your truck out if and where and whenever possible because winter is tough on equipment, let me tell you. Uh, slow down. Uh, most accidents occur because drivers don't adjust their speed according to the ro road conditions. While driving on snow-covered roads, you may need to compensate for poor traction by reducing your speed. Uh, going slow will also give you more time to react if anything goes wrong. So uh, be extra easy with your accelerator. Uh, kind of feather it if you can. Uh, putting too much fuel into that engine can make those rear tires spin, you know. So you want to uh, baby that accelerator. Give hey, yourself. Hey, Bob, yeah, Paul, if, yeah. If I could just ask a question. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned speed and. <clears throat> How's it affected when you're unloaded versus loaded, you know, especially in, in you know, some bad conditions? You know, when uh, that's yeah, that's a good question, Paul, because uh, if uh, you're loaded uh, 80,000 pounds gross vehicle weight, obviously you're going to get more traction on the highway, especially on ice and snow. Uh, but uh, again, uh, if you have a empty truck, you got to be twice as careful because uh, it's easy to uh, have high winds blow your uh, trailer to the left and to the right, you know, and and uh, it can uh, you can end up in a jackknife. And you don't want to be in a jackknife, let me tell you. I've never been in that situation, but I've seen guys uh, who's jackknifed their trucks. It's uh, uh, dangerous, you know, once that truck is across the interstate highway, um, it pretty much shuts the highway down. So, uh, uh, again, having a heavy truck, uh, in my opinion, uh, does give you more traction and, uh, uh, it's a little safer too. So, uh, you know, uh, if, if you slow down, that's the key, uh, slow down uh, more than twice the normal, uh, 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 speed that you're going, if you have to. Icy roads, uh, stay off of them. Uh, uh, leave plenty of room between your truck and the vehicle in front of you so you have enough time and, and space to react and get out of harm's way if something does happen in front of you because you can't ever uh, second-guess other drivers, Paul. And, and how about black ice? How do you identify that? Like, <laughs> like what's, what do you look out for when, you know, a heads up that it's coming? Well, the only thing I can tell you about black ice, it, 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 when it comes, it's there and there, there's not a whole lot you can do with it. When the road gets really shiny in, in day and, and at night, uh, and you don't see any, uh, 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 water spraying off of other vehicles, uh, that's a black ice condition. 
And once you see that, and, and it doesn't have to be freezing outside. Uh, the temperature uh, on, on the road surface can, can sometimes, especially on bridges, can uh, be, wor- be uh, lower than it is on, on the regular road surface. So you want to be careful with uh, black ice. It, 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 it can come on you, and uh, it can be in different spots on the road. Uh, you can have it for one mile and 10 miles down the road have nothing, you know, so uh, – I hate black ice, and every driver out there does. I can promise you that. Stay smooth. If if you're on ice, uh, don't deviate uh, a whole lot. Uh, don't hit your brakes real hard. Uh, you may want to pump your brakes if you have to slow down or if you have to stop. So, uh, but try try to refrain uh, from sudden braking, sudden acceleration, and, and cornering. Uh, it just depends on what situation, you know, uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's really hard, uh, to manage the road when you don't know what is on the road. So, uh, whether it's ice, uh, black ice or snow, uh, you, you won't know how to drive it in it until you've already done it. Uh, a young driver, you know, who's uh, uh, just now getting to learn to feel what winter driving is like, is is um, gonna learn have to learn on his own, and uh, listen to the senior drivers, the the drivers who's been there and done that. Listen to them very closely because they're going to be able to give you some very good pointers, just kind of like the pointers that we're trying to give out today, Paul. All right. And, and you mentioned earlier inspecting your vehicle, like doing a pre-trip, all of that. And what about, uh, you know, looking at where you're going and checking the weather and, you know, seeing, you know, like, you know how to get there, but how to get out of that situation if need be. If there's if there's an incident in front of you, what do you do? How do you prepare for that? Well, you know, uh, when when you're in an incident where there's a whiteout condition, uh, the best way to prepare for it is to slow way down. Uh, if if the uh, truck's going uh, 30 miles an hour, even you know that which appears to be slow, you can still uh, get lost in a, in a total whiteout. So uh, try to pull over if you can. And uh, I, I know it's hard to pull over in a total whiteout situation because the minute you do, somebody will rear-end you, so you got to be careful with that. But on the other hand, if it's a total whiteout, how do you know you're not going to hit the truck or or a car in front of you that may be stopped? So that that makes it makes it really hard. Uh, when uh, visibility is compromised in a whiteout blizzard, it can be difficult to see traffic lights and signs. Uh, just, so just make uh, sure that you look twice before you proceed um, through the intersection or go down the street. Uh, it, it's uh, it's difficult, you know. That's why uh, we put this uh, program on today. So our drivers out there uh, get some kind of a sense that uh, driving in the winter is really, really bad stuff. So if you don't have to drive, don't drive. All right. And, and how about yourself in, in your history? We ever, because we see it all the time, uh, you know, a highway shut down and vehicles are stuck up there, you know, anywhere from, you know, up to 24 hours or, or if not longer. Were you ever involved in a situation like that? And, and what did you do? 
As a matter of fact, Paul, I was involved in a situation like that up in Ontario. Uh, I was going up the Highway 401. I'll never forget it. Uh, it was snowing really, really bad. Uh, all the rest areas were closed. You couldn't get into a truck stop. So the only choice you had is to just keep on driving. And uh, I drove until the snow got so high, I could no longer get traction. None of the other trucks around me and the cars around me were able to get traction and the highway just actually shut down and this highway was shut down for 24 hours so that's why i think it's so important for drivers to make sure that you have plenty of fuel on board make sure that you've got uh, uh, sand and food and uh, all the essentials that you need uh, uh, to carry a shovel with you but the key is when you're going to be in your truck that long and nobody is able to come out to get you, the key is, is to stay warm and to stay hydrated and uh, help others if you can. Uh, in my situation, I had two other couples uh, spend uh, 20 hours in my truck with me uh, because I was the only uh, vehicle uh, in the area that was able to keep running and stay warm. It was, it was something else. All right. And then, and again, you know, uh, preparing to go out and, and again, you're in that, in one of those areas, you know, you have an expectation of hitting that bad weather, you know, should you, uh, be overprepared as far as what you have in a cab with you, what you're bringing along, what, what would you suggest? I suggest you be a pack rat and carry as much food and water uh, with you th that you can. Uh, keep tabs on the weather and, and plan your trip. Uh, it, it seems pretty obvious, you know, if you monitor the weather and you know it's going to be snowing uh, in the area that you're going into, uh, you may want to uh, try to leave early uh, on your trip or uh, delay your trip until uh, the weather uh, has passed. So. Uh, check with your dispatcher, let him know what the situation is. In most cases, he will let you know what the situation is as well. So uh, trip planning is very important, Paul. All right. And would you recommend, uh, you know, again, carrying extra clothes, uh, blankets, extra oh, yeah. food with you? Yeah, yeah. What absolutely. other What other items would you put in a cab with you? Oh, <laughs> Obviously, you know me, I got to have my food okay. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and water and a shovel. Uh, you, you want uh, a bag, a 10 pound bag of cat litter, if nothing else, if you ever get stuck, you'd be surprised what that could do for you. Uh, obviously make sure that, uh, uh, you, you have enough, uh, uh, uh equipment in your truck. Uh, to keep your truck running in case something happens, like uh, windshield washer fluid. You may not think that's important, but, uh, you know, during bad weather, uh, you definitely want to have uh, some uh, stuff like windshield washer fluid. You want to carry alcohol to keep your airlines uh, uh, from freezing up, because that's another thing. Once your airline freezes up, you're not going to have any brakes. So it's very important to keep those essentials with you, Paul. All right. And what would you say the top three items are that a driver should be concerned about when, when approaching that winter weather season? Well, obviously, you want to inspect your vehicle, make sure that everything is in good shape before you go. 
if if you do inspect your vehicle and you feel pretty good about it, go ahead and go on your trip. Uh, the other uh, important thing is is you need to slow down. Most accidents uh, occur because drivers don't adjust their speed uh, to the uh, road conditions. So while driving on a snow-covered road, you may need to compensate for the poor traction by reducing your speed. Uh, going slow will also give you more time to react if anything goes wrong. So in that situation, you know, uh, uh, be careful, uh, slow down. Uh, slick spots come up suddenly. Pump your brakes lightly if you get into a slick uh, situation. And the key is to maintain a consistent speed and avoid doing anything that reduces traction on slippery roads. And how, how important is, you know, communication, especially back to your dispatcher, to your company? How important is that? Well, you always want to let your dispatcher know what the situation is, because if you're if you're going to be late uh, because of a, a weather issue, they're they're not going to force you to keep going. And uh, you know, when in doubt, pull over. If the weather conditions too severe to drive, don't think too much about your schedule. Find a safe way to get off the road and wait until you know the uh, uh, wait until you know the weather passes. So, all right. Uh, and, and what type of technology is available today, you know, to help you map that out, that trip planning? As far well, as there, there's uh, a ton, a ton of uh, technology available. Uh, most trucks today, they have electronic equipment on their truck uh, uh, for communications and uh, uh, their dispatch system will usually always know where they're at. And uh, uh by uh, communicating with dispatch uh, back and forth, uh, uh, I think you're going to be in pretty good shape. Uh, they always relay to you what the weather is. But one thing you can't uh, always uh, bet on is when that weather hits. Uh, it could be a sudden snow squall, and and all of a sudden then you're in a whiteout. So uh, it, it makes it really tough. Uh, for you to uh, plan uh, unless there's a major, major snowstorm. It's those little ones that I'm afraid of all the time. But a major snowstorm, we know one thing. We know we're not going to go anywhere. We're going to shut her down. Okay. And how about talking to the drivers ahead of you, you know, out and seeing what they're running into? Sure. Uh, you know, a lot of the guys still have CB radios in their trucks and they do communicate. Uh, when, when they don't communicate is when you have those, uh, 40, 50, 60, uh, vehicle pileups on the interstate, which we have been, uh, uh, victim, victims of as an insurance company, you know, have some of our trucks involved in those situations. And that's because drivers did not communicate with each other. But, uh, one of the things that I always look at is when I'm going, uh, down the interstate, I always look at the other trucks that, that are going the other way uh do they have a lot of snow on them do they have a lot of ice on them you know that can give you some kind of an indication that where you're going you may be running into that kind uh of weather right. and what about those foggy conditions because we see that a lot with snow especially in the higher elevations early in the, in the day early in the morning what are you doing when you hit that fog bank 
Well, you, you know, fog can be dangerous for two reasons. Number one, you're not going to be able to see very much. But number two, there could be ice in the fog. So if you've ever heard of ice fog, it's out there and it uh, can really be devastating. Uh, you uh, get into some ice fog and that ice will be on the highway as well. So, uh, you know, that's, that's just another condition that you got to be uh, very careful in. Again, if it, if it is foggy, why are you out there? You shouldn't be. All right. And how about, you know, again, now you get to your destination and you're getting into that truck or you've been parked for several hours and, and you're stepping out of it. You know, what should you look out for? <laughs> well, that's a good question, too, because once you get out of your truck, uh, usually what happens uh, if you're not careful, you're going to fall off those steps. When you do fall off of a step and land on your back, you know, that could be painful. Uh, so uh, your, your truck's going to have ice and snow and salt and all kinds of stuff on it. So uh, just be careful. Uh, everything is slippery once you get to your destination. And uh, make sure that you wear the right clothing. Make sure that you got uh, heavy boots on uh, before you get out of your truck. Uh, you, you never know what could happen. But the biggest thing uh, to, to worry about is if you get in a hurry, you get out of your truck when you fall off that step. That does hurt. It's happened to me before. All right. And what happens if you get, if you get into that situation where you're broken down now? You're stuck on the side of that highway. What do you do? Well, you know, obviously within within just a few minutes, if you know you're going to be out uh, and broke down for some time, get your triangles out. That's the first thing that you need to do. You're required to do that by uh, DOT rules uh, within 10 minutes of a breakdown. Uh, try to... Uh, uh, keep your uh, lights on the rear of your trailer uh, clear uh, and not snow covered so other people can see your flashers going. So make sure that you can make yourself as visible as possible if you're on the side of the road, Paul. All right. And so again, it comes down to that maintenance. It comes down to being prepared. You know, what other, what other item you know, on your vehicle, you know, should you really take a look at closely before before you head out how important is your tires well obviously tires are are a big thing uh, you want to make sure that you got a ample amount of uh, tread on your tires and in most cases uh most drivers do you, you know you got to have uh good tires for good traction. In some cases, you may have to put on chains depending on what part of the country you're in, you know? So uh, be very, very uh, thoughtful about uh, uh, having the right uh, maintenance on your truck. Again, uh, make sure that you have plenty of fuel on board. Uh, to me, that's the key is uh, uh, fuel, 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 in case you do get stuck and you can't get help and you need to have your uh, uh, truck running for a long amount of time. So, you know. It's all right. One of those and, things, Paul. All right. You mentioned windshield washer fluid. Where yep. that windshield should you really be concerned about ice buildup? What are, what are the hard points you, you should be definitely checking 
on your windshield. You know, the biggest problem that I've experienced in the past, Paul, is my windshield wipers actually building up with ice. And when that happens, it really makes it tough because it's not going to clean your windshield. So uh, one uh, suggestion that I would make at this time is that you uh, run your defroster on high on your windshield that way that would help keep uh, the windshield wipers from uh, building up a lot of ice all right and and again you mentioned uh keeping your lights clear of ice and snow oh yeah should uh, you be checking them at at every stop after it's or after a storm is over really thoroughly cleaning them off and checking them yeah, every time you stop, you should always check your lights. Uh, you know, uh, I'm one of those guys that I believe in having your lights on 24 hours a day. Uh, even in daylight driving, I still believe that uh, your lights should be on and stay on. In Canada, I think it's a law that your lights have to be on during the daytime. So uh, be seen. And the way to be seen is to have your lights on. All right. And you mentioned, again, change earlier. And, you know, again, different parts of the country have different regulations. Where would a driver look to see where chains are required? Well, if you're going out in uh, Colorado and, uh, uh, you know, you're uh, going up in the, in the big mountains, uh, it will tell you there'll be signs out there, chains required. And when that happens, you don't have chains, you're not going to be able to make that trip unless you purchase chains at a truck stop. So uh, they're readily available at most truck stops uh, where or near areas where chains are required, Paul. All right. And, and what about the FMCSA regulations when it comes to those adverse driving conditions? Do well, they, they offer any exceptions well, Paul, I'm glad you asked that question because a lot of drivers uh, uh, do have to use that two-hour rule uh, wh where you can extend your driving time. So uh, and let me give you the uh, FMCSA version, okay? If, you're un if unexpected adverse uh, driving conditions slow you down, you may drive up to an extra two hours to complete uh, what could have been driven in uh, normal driving conditions. So this means you could drive uh, for up to 13 hours instead of 11 hours, which is two hours more allowed under the normal conditions. So adverse driving conditions mean things that you did not know about when you started your run. So, I mean, if you knew about it before you started your run, you, 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 do not qualify for those two extra hours. So if there's uh, fog, snow, or a shutdown uh, traffic due to a crash, that adverse driving conditions uh, do not include situations that you should have known about, such as congested traffic during typical rush hour uh, traffic periods. So uh, yeah, you can extend uh, your driving for two hours, even though you may drive two hours extra under that exception, Paul, you must not drive drive over uh, after your 14th hour. You're only allowed to be on duty for 14 hours at a time. So you got to be careful, okay? If, if you go from 11 to 13 hours because of an adverse uh, weather condition, that's fine. But you cannot go over 14 hours total. 
Okay. And what does the FMCSA define as an adverse driving condition? Well, uh, a clear definition. Yeah, a clear definition is uh, snow, sleet, fog, other weather conditions, a highway covered uh, with snow or ice or unusual road and traffic conditions, none of which were apparent uh, on the basis of information known to the driver or the person dispatching the run at, at, at the time that it was begun. So while this may include an unexpected snowstorm or a traffic delay, to a crash, it doesn't necessarily include the time sitting in traffic due to normal rush hour or traffic congestion, Paul. All right. Well, I'm glad you brought up like that rush hour or traffic, normal traffic uh, congestion. As soon as you used to have a steady run into Chicago, I mean, those conditions there can change, you know, minute by minute. Yes, they can. And absolutely, how, you know, and again, in bad weather, you know, how, how, like on a good day, what was your normal run into Chicago? What did it take you? Uh, on a on a good day, I could run from Indianapolis to Chicago in about four hours. Uh, they gave us ten hours to do to do the round trip, so we would uh, drive from Indianapolis to Chicago, drop and hook, and come back within a ten ten hour period. Uh, when it gets snowy up there, and believe me, it does snow a lot up there uh, during the winter time uh, that trip could take 15 to 20 hours all right so again it's all about preparation because again it can change moment by moment absolutely uh, i think we covered a lot today i i you know i hope uh, everyone enjoyed our conversation and, and learned some helpful tips to help you navigate the roads this winter and uh thank you for listening we'll we'll see you next time on all the notes Want to make sure you never miss a Holland Notes episode? Head to the link in the show notes to sign up for email notifications.